0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Monday, January 10th. I'm Aaron Matus. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby on whether the College Football Playoff Management Committee reached unanimity regarding CFP expansion. Didn't even get close, said Bowlesby. Everybody is more concerned about their own silo than everybody else's. The first time around, Jim Delaney and Mike Slive got past their individual concerns to do what is best for college football. That's why we got to a playoff. That hasn't happened this time. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey weighs in. I was in a meeting room. We blame a lot of people at the NCAA for various issues and rightfully so. There's reasons for finger pointing, but we've met the enemy and oftentimes that enemy is us. It was described that we are in overtime. This may be a nine-overtime game where nobody can score a two-point conversion right now, but that doesn't mean you stop. On the SEC engaging in expansion talk, Sankey says it's an enormous give for the SEC. That give was because we have to have college football supported nationally. We don't need this. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock notes the commissioners and Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick are still stuck on whether some conferences should have automatic qualifications into an expanded playoff, and which ones. Hancock also acknowledges it's getting late in the process for expansion to occur before 2026, but they're not closing any doors. Yahoo's Pete Thamel reports, the synopsis of the CFP expansion conversation is that there's going to be another conversation. Bowls, AQs, and revenue distribution are among the factors still in the way. Bill Hancock was optimistic. Bob Bolesby was vocally frustrated. Supposedly another meeting in weeks. Western Michigan AD Dan Bartholomew will earn a base salary of $290,000 as part of a five year contract outlined by a memo of understanding signed last month. Bartholomew also can make up to 30,000 more in bonuses based on academic and athletic successes. Additionally, he will receive $650 a month for an automobile, a membership to Kalamazoo's Social Park Club, $6,000 a year for a golf membership, and he will be reimbursed up to $20,000 for moving expenses. If WMU parts ways with Bartholomew without cause, he would be owed the remainder of the contract. If Bartholomew leaves early, he would be responsible for paying the university the remainder of the contract. FIUAD Scott Carr says the Panthers will leverage their geography as well as new football rules to correct course in football. We've got to do some hard work, he said, need a little bit of patience while we're getting things where we need them to be. As Coach talked about, getting some more student athletes here and taking the current team that we have and just really building that. The great thing that I think is an advantage for us is the new transfer portal because there's a lot of young men that said, well, I kind of want to get out of Miami. They go away, they go to some really cold places and they start wanting to come back. Carr also rejects any narrative that characterizes FIU as another university's little brother, asserting, it all starts with your mindset and your attitude. There is no little brother, we're FIU. We've got Panther pride, we're the Panthers, we're not going to back down to anybody. At this week's virtual issues forum ahead of next week's NCAA convention, D1 delegates will discuss potential changes for the NCAA Constitution and the next steps for the division. Additionally, the membership will hear the National SAC NCAA Constitution Committee and the Transformation Committee and get an opportunity to ask questions before the association-wide business session on January 20th. The D1 Council will vote on four proposals including revising legislation in women's basketball related to contacts and evaluations, telephone calls, official visits and the recruiting calendar, reducing the number of recruiting person days in men's basketball from 130 to 100, eliminating the option for a student athlete or prospective student athlete to sign a written release declining the sickle cell solubility test before participating in athletic related activities and limiting school's regular season playing schedules with outside competition during the women's basketball season to one of three options. U.S. District Judge Michael Shea is suggesting mediation in a lawsuit filed by Hartford student athletes challenging the school's plan to transition from D1 to D3. Shea has given both sides until January 13th to file objections if they are against mediation. The Atlantic 10 is petitioning the NCAA to allow players that are redshirting this season limited participation without jeopardizing a full year of eligibility to help combat COVID roster shortages. That's from CBS's John Rothstein. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the evening standard of your D1 T in 5 for Monday, January 10th. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again in the morning.